Hello, my name is Miranda Parkin, artist, animator, voice of Nagi and Neo, The World Ends With You, cursed hag, and you are watching the Points of Experience podcast. Oh, yeah. And it feels so good. Yes, we finally get Miranda Parkin, voice of Nagi, from a little game you might be familiar with called Neo The World Ends With You. If you're not familiar with that game, get out of here, because I don't even know how you found this podcast. <laughs> Truly, Miranda is such a wonderful human, and I'm so glad we finally got to chat with the Neo anniversary right around the corner. Got to share a little bit of love uh, for the game on this episode and also all of the great things she's been up to with her own series and just life as an artist, life as a creator, life as somebody who um, has their own content that they put out into the world. I mean, if you've never been to her Instagram, it's just – there's such good stuff. Please go and follow her Instagram. It's uh, Parkin Art. Um, also the other social medias will be in the link in the description below, but, um, really, really fun chat catching up with Miranda today. I'm just so happy we got to do that. And, um, this is a great time for you all while you follow Miranda to follow us, subscribe, do all those things, boost this video in the algorithm by commenting your favorite quote from Neo. I say this in the, the end, but you can do it now too. You can do it now. While you're listening to me talk, you're scrolling. This is, I'm, I'm doing a guided meditation. You're scrolling to the bottom of the video. You're typing in your comment, your favorite Neo quote, your favorite thing about Miranda, your favorite thing about the world ends with you, your favorite thing about apricots, whatever you choose. And you're boosting the algorithm while you're liking, subscribing, and supporting us. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys. Stick stick around for a little bit and uh, listen to this episode because that'll also help. Um, and also, Miranda's just a fantastic human being. So here we go, Miranda Parkin on the Points of Experience podcast. So what is that? Is that a map of various different places behind you? What is the... What oh, is there's like, like the a bunch of different collage? little like... It's like a bunch of different places like with like their landmarks and stuff. It's very like... I don't know, very retro, very, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, silly, but, um... I dig it. I, I don't know, it, she's retro. I, you, know, you are retro? She's retro, the the poster. I, I literally, like, oh. I'm, like, an old sailor. I, like, re refer to, like, everything as she. It's, like, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, if you're talking in the third person, then totally fine. I'm here for it. She, the I'm poster. <laughs> The poster, yeah, she is yeah, retro. Yeah. She's so retro. Oh, I dig it. Oh my gosh. Miranda, I'm so happy to see you right now. I feel like Aww. I am. I feel like I'm seeing a long lost relative right now in a way because right? like, we haven't connected in what we were saying is like probably, it's been a minute. I mean, we saw each other fairly recently, but that, even then that's years. Like we're briefly. Years yeah, yeah like point. years ago. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, and I've been following you? your podcast. Like how I've been like... Oh my it's gosh, been, like, well, it's been following along. you like I was telling you. Uh, everybody's asking when you're going to come on, and now you're finally here. Just in wow. time for the Neo anniversary. Oh my god, the Neoversary. Oh, <laughs> slay me. I can't believe it. <laughs> like, actually, How are you? it's crazy. 
How how um, are you and how is life before we dive into all the great stuff that we're going to talk about with Neo? Oh boy. How are you, how is oh boy. how is life? How is the uh mm. everything with you, health, wealth and the pursuit of happiness? Oh, all great, all wonderful. Yeah. Um no, things have been going actually fairly fairly well recently. Um Oh gosh. Uh what have I been doing? I've been uh pitching our animated pilot around. Uh we Heck have Yeah many many news on that front um although it's all kind of it's all kind of hush hush but we are definitely we're pitching it around uh the writer strike has been you know horrible for all the writers but it's also been horrible for people pitching their shows around yeah um but you know whatever it's fine yeah. uh i just hope that the writers get a living wage like you know who gives who gives a care about like you know what i'm doing right now i think that honestly like the the big thing is like the writers need to get paid like yeah. you know my stupid bullshit can wait you know it can wait <laughs> it can wait right we've been talking about it a fair deal on the podcast with people it's it's something that i'm you know, you're obviously not glad that it's happening to the people who are experiencing, you know, these writers who are out of work and they have to figure out how to pay their bills and all these things. It's not great right. from that perspective, but hopefully this will be a battle that will – everybody will feel glad that they're getting their fair share, that they're getting right. a, a, a livable wage and that they're getting right. the things that they deserve and the protections because it's like if not now, when? Because things are right. just going to get right. more dicey and dicey. It's just going to get worse and worse. Like, I, yeah. especially with the AI, like, don't even talk to me about, like, the voiceover stuff because people can, I like, know. just, you know, steal your voice. And I'm like, oh, that's great for me. I love that. That's <laughs> literally, like, my two professions can be replaced now with AI. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm an artist and I'm a voiceover actor. And then AI is like, hey, babe, bye, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're seeing it really kind of prominently, and I think it's been going around for a while. I mean, the art stuff with AI has been so kind of jarring, and, and, and I know there are people who will say that it is a, a, a tool that can be useful for certain things in the art world, and I get that, but it's also like, I also feel like there's people that like, uh, maybe it was like an, a Loki poster or something, and someone was like, mm. they just used... AI or ChatGPT, whatever the art version of that is, right. to make like a Marvel poster, and that's like mm. really scary. And and as somebody yeah. who does both like VO and art, how do you feel about like people using AI in any capacity from an art perspective? It's a complicated issue. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I really hope that. You don't use AI, but I mean, if AI, I think AI is just moving too fast because if yeah. it moves a little slower and we can use it as like a tool to help fill in the gaps and make our jobs easier, you know, like there's a lot of animators on Spider-Verse that were like, you know, working a little bit with AI just, just to fill in the blanks, you know, for like yeah. certain poses that were hard and, you know, it should be used more as a tool, not a replacement. Because you can't, mm. you know, you can't replace an actual artist and, like, their vision, you know, their passion. You can't replace passion. Like, there's no, there's no replacement for that. Um, but yeah. if we're using it more as a tool, I feel like it's, it's, um, it's better. Yeah. I think everything you said is, is a huge part of it is that you can't replace the vision because, like, it just makes me think of, like, <laughs> imagine the, uh, the boardroom meeting with, uh, you know, the, the producers and AI and it's like, hey, I, I like where you're going, but what about if we do this? Like, what is the, there's, there's no human, 
you know, compromise that exists right. with, with AI. It's just a, it's a machine that kind of takes what you input. And I feel like it removes the thing that we love about art the most, which is the collaborative and uh, human experience. That is, right. is what people resonate with. No, no, you can't it's, replace that. Yeah, There's no a, like we're human and that's what makes us human is our passion and drive and emotions and like, you know, robots can't do that. <laughs> so Yeah. I don't yeah. know. So I hope we get that under control. So yeah, I hope that this is like the the writer strike is the battlefield in which it becomes uh kind of like a, a, a case study or like a precedent for like this is how things should be treated when it's people's artistic integrity their livelihoods right. all of the important things that go into being an artist yeah yeah it's uh it's a scary scary thing but um i'm i'm hopeful from a voiceover perspective too and that's something i'm so excited to talk with you about as somebody who is gotten their paws over so many different things and i've just been watching your art over the past years and i'm tr i mean i've said this to you because we did a podcast podcast before yeah. before i was doing any of this stuff and i had told you i believe i hoped i told you I, how much i love your style of artwork and i think it's so unique and i've seen it kind of like grow and evolve in a way i'm just really excited to kind of talk about like i mean this housewife thing i mean i don't know if i should oh, yeah. jump into something like that <laughs> i love it and it's so crazy because my partner ali she's writing a project similar that has to do with like a 1960s murderous housewife and i saw your thing Ooh. and i was like this is so in the same vibe and i feel like we actually have a lot of similar uh interests in terms of like i didn't know you were such like a horror fan but i see like subliminally all of the the things like ari aster and all of this stuff that wow. is yes. i like me a good horror content i really do i think that I feel like I want to be, like, the person who does, like, more horror in animation because I feel like we don't get that, like, at all. Like, we don't have an adult animated horror movie. Like, that would be so sick. Like, I want to do a horror anthology series. Like, that is, like, my biggest, like, project besides Comet Casino, which is our pilot that we're pitching around. Like, besides that, you know, I want to do a horror yeah. anthology, like, so bad. <laughs> What are some of the horror things that you really enjoy or where did you find – where did you fall in love with horror? Because for, for me, I think it evolved and I fell in love with it in different ways in different stages as new things came out. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think – I don't know. I wasn't super into it in like high school. It was kind of when I got introduced to more horror movies. I was like, oh, this is like kind of cool. This is kind of awesome. And then like when I got into – when I was like in like junior college, because I didn't go to regular college, I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do this. So I did junior college, yeah. and like around then when I started taking film classes, um, oh my god, uh, yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, like this is really cool actually. And this year in particular, especially with like Housewife and stuff, like uh, this year in particular has just been like my year of horror. Like I've always loved it, but like I think it was ever since I saw Hereditary. That really changed it for me. It changed the game. Yeah. I was like, oh, this can be really I think a scary. Lot of people... I can. Ugh. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, that movie was a different entryway, and I think it kind of paved a way for a lot of the success that Jordan Peele is having because yes. y- you had something like Hereditary that was a very dramatic horror that also had like Tony Collette, you know, this person who's not really doing a lot of horror but is predominantly uh, widely loved for a lot of different things. And so it was like right. a gateway for people to be like, oh, I love Tony Collette. Let me watch what this is about. And then going, oh my gosh, this is like, like gas oh. pedal to the floor. Like, oh, this is, this is, okay. My dad told me, he was like, hereditary made me feel like how I felt like when I was watching The Shining as a kid. And that, Uh like, really stuck with me. And I'm like, oh, like, so this, this was how you felt, like, back then. So, like, this is how I feel, like, when I watch this movie. And I'm like, ah, because I used to be such a scaredy cat. I used to not be able to watch horror movies. I used to be so scared. Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. When I was in middle school, The Purge came out. And I was like, to my, my friends were like, yeah, let's go see it. Let's go see it. Let's go see it. And I was like, um, well, actually it's supposed to be like really bad, like a really stupid movie. Let's go watch something else instead. But I was actually too scared to watch it because I I was a scaredy cat. I was a scaredy cat. And now I'm just like, I can't get enough. I want more. Like now I'm just like enveloping myself. I'm like, what makes you tick? What makes you scared? I'm like, (laughs) I get so passionate about it. What is it about horror, too? Because, I mean, like you just said, what makes you tick, what makes you scared? Um, I think, like, me and Allie, we each have different things about horror that we like. She is the type of person who likes horror where she doesn't like to go to, like, haunted houses. And she doesn't like to be Mm. scared in that way. She doesn't like the physical feeling of the fear in that way. But she likes the psychological and the stakes of horror. What is Mm -hmm. it for you that you really like about kind of the genre or the movies or what makes you want to be involved in it? I mean, honestly, like I love, I like all of it. I like the haunted house things. Like I like going to get scared and like going to horror nights is so much fun. Um, I do that every year. Um, God, what else? Like, I think I do like the psychological aspect. Like what, what's the psychology behind what makes you scared and why do people love horror movies so much? It's kind of like that thing of like, you know, people loving like murder documentaries or CSI (laughs) or like whatever, you know, whatever that is like true crime. Like, Oh, that's so terrible. And like people love learning about serial killers because people want to know like what happened in that person's life that made them that way. Was it nature or nurture? Like what, you know, what's the psychology behind it? It's so interesting. So I think I feel that that way with horror too. Like what, what makes something scary to you particularly? You also have, even in your style of art, I'm not going to say that it's like, uh, I'm, and I'm curious like what your inspirations are as an artist, like as somebody who's mm. doing various mediums of design or art. Like you have, I see a little bit of a resemblance to like, um, like the Walking Dead almost to a certain degree. Really? Like, to, to a certain I've never degree, gotten like, that. I always get like 90s Disney like people are like, oh, this looks like '90s Disney. Like this used to, it looks like, um, like Atlantis, you know, or like Treasure Planet. And that I, get I can those see. A lot. Yeah, I can see yeah. that from like a face, like from a, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you would describe it, but like from the way that you structure your humans, they yeah. have a very similar kind of feel or aesthetic. But I also do mm-hmm. see kind of like when you look at. So I, I used to read the graphic novels of the of the Walking Dead all the time. Oh, yeah. I feel like there is a 
an easy like an easy translation of taking whatever it is that makes Atlantis qualify as a Disney, but you could instantly turn that into like something dark and horror, you something know? Something scary, yeah. Yeah. Um well I'm really inspired by a lot of things. I'm inspired by, you know, cinematography. Like a lot of like movies. Like I go to see every like a lot of horror movies that come out in the theaters. I love that stuff. Um I love crazy like weird like body horror like i think body horror is really interesting mm. and freaky like i went to go see evil dead rise recently and that was crazy i was like yeah, crawling in my skin um i really like annihilation that movie annihilation it's a sci-fi horror natalie and it's Portman? a lot of yes yes yeah 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 i really like that one just because of like just the crazy like body horror of it all like rearranging your genetic material to like twist you apart it's like so gross i'm like ew (laughs) but i also like am super inspired by like stuff like spider-verse and like animated movies too so it's kind of a it's definitely like two completely different things but um i'm inspired by all of it really and what about as like because when did you start drawing and what was the thing that really was it Atlantis? Like, was it those things that you were like, I want to start drawing like that? Or how did you, def- how did you find your own unique style? Well, that's been a, that's been a thing 23 years in the making, you know, like <laughs> my uh, entire life I've been trying to find my style and I realized I don't really have one, you know, I, I have certain things mm-hmm. that I like to draw. Like I love drawing people, right. But I draw people in so many different ways. I draw kind of semi-realism, you know, or, or kind of more Disney style or, you know, it's really different. And my animation style is different to my drawing style. So like, that's weird too. So I never really, I don't know. I don't really still finding my style. Um, I guess it kind of differs from project to project. Yeah. That's what I would say. My style differs from project to project for sure. Um, that's a good answer. Yeah. But, like, I'm inspired by, like, so many things. And I think I started drawing when I was, I mean, when I can hold a pen, pretty much. Um, I didn't really start seeing it as a way to make money or even, like, as a job until, like, the second year of high school. (laughs) So I never really took any art classes. (laughs) Um, So, and then by the time I got into art class, they were like, oh, like, you're already at, like, the AP level. You can just go in there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't really, like, take any classes on, like, this is how you do this thing. But I've really, like, I've watched YouTube videos. I've watched, I've studied animated films. I've studied regular films. I've done, like, storyboard practice. Like, I'll watch, like, Indiana Jones or something. And then do, like, random boards from that movie. Or, like, I don't know. I just have so many ways of practicing and kind of teaching myself. So I guess you could say I'm self-taught. I mean, I've had art classes before, but nothing to tell me exactly how to draw, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. And can you kind of walk me through a little bit? Like, I see you post, I mean, you post pretty regularly, and I'm sure you're doing, to extend, I mean, let me know if this is not true, but like commissions, you're doing artwork, you're working on your pilot. Like, do you make it a point to try and draw something new every day for yourself, in addition to like things that you may be getting hired to do, in addition to the work that you're trying to create as an animator? Like, how, because I know it takes so much time to do all this, in addition to being a voice actor. Like, what does a typical day look like for you? as someone who's constantly working to improve yourself well i mean today i mean because i i do commissions i do freelance work for like studios i do all sorts of crazy stuff so i kind of just kind of structure my day around 
what project has the most importance right now. So usually I go studio work or sorry. Yeah. Studio work, personal commissions, Instagram, personal work, I guess. Cause, cause personal work. Cause, cause I guess Instagram kind of is my personal work. Cause I love making fan art. Like that's like my, that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. Um, but like right now, like the comment, like my pilot is, is done, you know, it's done and it's been done for, months so we've been pitching it around as it's complete but i do definitely want to start um making new ideas and pitching around other ideas because i have so many but specifically that horror anthology i think it would be really cool to do like a love death and robots style horror anthology yes. rather than sci-fi so that'd be so cool and we mm, haven't really seen something like that like you said I know. I was like how is there not more animation horror like come on it seems like a no-brainer to me I know. Gosh, uh, it's, can you, uh, for whatever, to whatever extent that you can, can you talk to us, me, the world, whoever is listening now? Hello, space. Hello. Um, what Hello, space. what has been the comic casino like? I because when we first talked, I think on the my Twitch podcast, whatever the heck that was. Right, right, right. We, you were telling me a lot about that stuff and. I think you had maybe had some like rough animatics at this time. Can you talk mm -hmm. to me a little bit about like what the either the what it was like finishing the entirety of a pilot? Because I know that takes a lot of hard work to the fact of like what have you learned in this pitching process? Oh, my God. Um, well, I would say like, I, I mean, I did the whole animatic like I just, did, you know, like I had a lot of help with the roughs um, from my story supervisor, Bernie. And I had help from Swampy, who's the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb. Like, he helped me along, kind of mentored me through the, the whole process. And my roommate did backgrounds. So I did, I would say, about 60% of the work myself. So more like 70. Yeah. Um, and I had to go over every single rough that Bernie made and every single rough that I made. So, and then I would put in a couple... Uh, backgrounds from my roommate Lauren and Lauren did such an amazing job with the backgrounds and then I would like add on to it and stuff so it was just like it was such a long process but we got this really great animatic out of it and even if it doesn't go anywhere it's a great like portfolio piece for me and we hired I mean not really hired they they asked to be in it um but we just got some amazing incredible voice talent uh, to do voices and I'm like how could I not make this the best animatic that I can possibly make it so yeah I learned so much it's, about myself it, and my working habits and you know how to direct people like I was directing Tara Strong like at that point like what do I do how do I get like how do I top that you know like how am I gonna yeah. you know and it's just like how do I do that how do I how do I top it? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so cool and it's a unique experience that I think a lot of people, especially from a voice actor perspective, I mean, I know that there are some that exist that are also animators and they also are uh, designers or graphic artists and right, stuff. Right, right. For do you have a vision of being somebody who is like show running or creating the content and and not acting in it or also acting in it like what is do you have have you examined like what the life goal is of how you want to exist in this industry or is it a combination of a lot of things or whatever you can do 
I mean, yeah, it's like whatever I can do. Like my dad is absolutely incredible and he helped me so much through the like the whole process and he does a great voice on the show. He plays my dad and I play basically myself. So yeah. <laughs> he and I were like working on that together and he was like, you know, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to, we, we initially had the character not be me. I was supposed to be the sidekick and the main character. And my dad was like, you can do this, you know, right? Like you can. You can be the main character if you want. It's your show, you know? It's like, it's our show and we can, you know, do whatever we want. And I'm like, yeah, of course I want you to be the dad, you know? We play so well off each other anyway, like... Yeah. And then he was like, yeah. And then we can get our writing... His best friend is now our, like, kind of showrunner and he wrote so much of the script and he's freaking amazing. Um, and so I'm going to leave the show running to him. And I'm going to leave the joke writing to my dad, the veteran comedy writer, and <laughs> I will tell them what characters say what, and I'll be like, this person doesn't say that, and then I will voice act, and then I will draw. So, like, my ultimate goal would be to be, like, show creator, art director, and voice actor, like, on the same show. That would be, that would be cloud nine for me. Yeah. And it sounds like you really enjoy the collaboration and you have great people mm -hmm. around you that are really good. Like your dad is such a hysterical human being and a great <laughs> actor. It's like, how yeah. can you not? And I'm sure, you know, it's your dad and you guys have like, shut up dad type of relationship yeah, to a of degree. Course, but of course. it's like, how can you not use something that right. is like at your disposal? Literally, like, and he's just such a wonderful comedy writer, and we have the same sense of humor. Like, he writes, like, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that we disagree on, like, which movies are better than what, but usually there's a <laughs> lot of overlap. Like, he really got me into sci fi, I got him into horror, like, and like more adult animation, like, you know, like something like Solar Opposites or Archer or The Simpsons, and he got me into The Simpsons, but like, we just have so much overlap you know, on it. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of a no brainer to put him in the show, especially yeah. if we have, you know, it's right. What we, what, you know, it was funny. We were writing the script and it was a mother daughter story at first. And then in the first like pitch meeting or not pitch meeting, but like first writers meeting swampy was like, yeah. let's kill the mom. <laughs> like, okay, let's make it a father daughter story. Right. What you know. Right. So that's kind of yeah, how that came into yeah. being. Like literally the first, oh, that's so <laughs> the first meeting, somebody was like, "Take the mom away! Get her, get her out of here!" Mm. It was really, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Smart people you got around you, and it sounds like also yeah. too, you know, getting to work with people in this industry who are experts. I, I couldn't recommend people here enough. And it doesn't just go for voice acting; it's everything. Like find people who are doing what you want to do and try and learn from them, or like right. you know, beg them to help you. I mean, don't annoyingly beg, but yeah, figure yeah. out a way that they can help you or you can be involved. And right. can you talk to me a little bit about like how you got to, like. Um, was it like you showed even like Tara or you showed Swampy like had you show them like a bit of what you were working on and that convinced them or was it just like hey I have this idea and they were just like I'm in I'm game how can I help it was more of the second option um there it, which is crazy and I don't yeah. even know because I just been I've been at the same agency since I was a kid and I've known all these amazing voice actors since I was a kid and it's weird it's a weird thing to know and have these connections and sometimes I feel like a total idiot for not you know I don't know sometimes I'm like man you should like try harder do more things you know <laughs> And especially with these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people in my corner. And they're like, they're like, you know, whatever you do, 
put us in there, you know, like whatever you do. And I'm like, oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. Let me write a show really quick and <laughs> get back to you. <laughs> I have I have the attention span of a goldfish, so I'm like I'm like okay, this idea no, that idea sucks. Let's go on to the next one. So it was just like it was just like bah, 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 for so long, and then we finally got an idea that was solid, and we were like, oh okay, we can hang on to this. We can do something with this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So we ended up making Comet, and like that was like the whole thing. It's a story of like a space version of Vegas. And it's, like, all mid-century modern slash Blade Runner. Like, it, you know, it's like the Jetsons and so Blade cool. Runner had a kid. And I love mid-century modern aesthetic, as you can see from my little thing back there. If you saw the rest of my house, it's just all mid-century stuff. But, yeah. like, we just figured that out. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Now I have something to tell them about. Now I have something to tell Tara Strong and Billy West and Gary Anthony Williams and Maurice LaMarche and Mindy Sterling and Lorraine Newman. Like, I'm just... Greg Griffin, you just like everyone. The best I was of the like, best. I was literally the best of the best. I'm like, how did I get these people? Like, I've known them forever, but I just can't even believe it. Like, it's it's so surreal to me. I can't yeah. even believe it. And then, oh my god! And then my dad, like one day, I think it was like a year or so in, and we were. I was like halfway done with the not halfway. Done, sorry, this is before we were making the audio track, and it was after we had gotten the script done. And we were kind of going into it. We were recording everyone and Gray and, and, you know, Maurice and Billy West. And we were recording all of them. And it was really hard directing them because, you know, how to... And Dee Bradley Baker and just, like, fucking everybody. I'm just like, ah! Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're directing all these people. And my dad's like, you do realize that you have to act with these people, right? Like, you're the main character and, you know, and you're on the same... And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> just had this moment of oh god I hope I do okay yeah. I hope I like because I'm just <laughs> like oh no what did I do what have I done what have I gotten myself into like it just it um it threw but me it for probably a loop made when you I... better too you know like to be able to be around those people who are are masters I mean for anybody here who doesn't know any of the names we just listed I mean go back and you know Billy West we're talking future Rama Doug, it's like the, the titans in this industry. Tara Strong, you know, uh, Powerpuff Girls. It's like these and are Ben people Ten, who have, and you know, and just it's yeah, and and Raven and Miss Minutes on Loki, and I'm just like, I can't. What do I do? Like with these people, like it, it didn't maybe necessarily make me better, but it definitely made me strive to be to try as as hard as I possibly could, because yeah. not that I wouldn't have. It's you know, it's my it's it's the pilot and I just I it's our it's our thing that we made and it's but it just really flipped me out because I was like oh god you know like what if I totally flub it I'm gonna mm. you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna wet the bed on this one it's gonna be terrible <sighs> um oh, but gosh. like I was just I was very like scared you know yeah. going up with these people but they love me so much and I love them so much. So it was just, it was, um, it was an amazing experience. It was really incredible. I, I had a lot of, a lot of doubts about myself, but I feel like I might've pulled it off. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure you did phenomenal. I hope it gets to do, you know, I, I hope these studios and whoever you're pitching it to highly consider it. And like you said, even if it is just something that is a calling card and helps you get yeah. in other rooms or other jobs or lets people know like, hey, I know what I'm doing and, I, you know, I deserve a, a seat at the table here. And like, let right. me show what I kind of think is is something that could work. I think that hopefully that'll 
be something you can use for your whole life and it's something you should be very proud of and yeah it's fingers hard crossed to right? do something like that from start to finish like that is oh, so yeah. it is so hard I mean I didn't it's like I didn't animate it fully I would have maybe died um yeah. but doing 11 full minutes of animation um but <sighs> I definitely I did the animatic I tried my very hardest and I think it's a really great portfolio piece whether anything comes of it or not but you know, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Um, but, you Heck know, that's yeah. all you can hope for. Like, you can just hope that people like it as much as you do. You know? Biggest lesson or biggest um, words of caution you could maybe pass on from having done something like this? Like, is there anything you would have changed or something you learned along the way that you wish you would have known before getting into it? Ooh, ooh, the wish you would have known. Um, let yourself breathe. I see all of these people who are just like going so hard at it, art every single day, all the time, and they get burnout because they're working too hard. And I'm like, yeah. man, art is both my work and my play. I need to have something else. I have, I have to have some other form of, you know, therapy for me. Like, I have to craft, make something with my hands. I need to go out shopping. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's so many yeah. artists that are just working themselves to the bone and then they get burnout and then they don't feel like they can do anything. And then it's just like, you know, it's just all over. The cycle repeats. So you have to take time for yourself because I, there were points that I didn't do that and it bit me in the ass. Mm. So <laughs> it's a great lesson. And I think too, and it makes me wonder because we're in this world right now where a lot of people are multifaceted in one way or another, whether it's their, they have a job and they're pursuing a side hustle or they like to do one thing and they also like to do another thing, but they also right. like doing this. Do you have any like lessons that you've learned or advice or even just talking about your experience of working as hard as you do on your art, having a life outside of it and breathing and also pursuing voiceover? Have you found any hiccups with all of those things happening at once? Are you still working on that? Have you found a good flow? Good work-life balance? Uh, uh maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 23. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but seriously, though, like, I just, it's, sometimes it's hard, and sometimes I focus on things more than others. Like, I focus on art more one day, and then voiceover more one day. And it's, it's kind of, it's difficult doing the both of them, but I have to figure out that, um... I don't know. I, I just, I feel like being passionate about the things that you do, like you have to, to want it so bad. It has to be like the thing that consumes your thoughts every day. I've heard people yeah. say, I forget exactly which famous actor, you know, some sort of Marlon Brando or like someone, some freaking A-list said, if mm. you can do anything other than act, do it, do <laughs> it, please. If you're a great, if you're great with numbers, do that. It's stable, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't really know anything else, you know, like, of course, the grain of salt, but like, I, I yeah. don't know a lot of other things other than, you know, doing art and singing and voiceover. And that's what I feel consumes my thoughts for a very large, large amount of my time. So I feel like if I can't get it out on paper, then I just don't feel right. I feel itchy, you know, like if I have a yeah. good idea for an art piece, I'm like, Oh, I got to get that down like right now, you know, or, yeah. you know, with voiceover, it's, it's, it's kind of a different story for me because, um, 
it's just like I I I see it as like fun and a way to perform without without thinking about what's going on in my face. So it's it's kind of like a it's it's a good um, uh, self improvement exercise to have voiceover as like a thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I gosh, you, you tell me that you're 23 and the fact that you've accomplished everything and you have the skill and the talent that you do at that age, I'm just so jealous. Like, I, I really am so in awe of how talented you are and how you, you're you able to, I mean, I, I don't know this personally, but you you have a really good, I think, relationship with your art and your passions and the way that you put them out to the world. I right. may be just projecting this onto you, but the fact that you are doing these things that you love as an art, you know, an artist, you're putting the things out on social media and you're also right. getting to do what your vision is, whether that's a monetary thing or not. Like you said, it is kind of your job, but it's also like the housewife thing, like, I can't imagine many people are calling you up or anybody up to say, this is what I want to be made next. Like that is something that I feel like was unique, uniquely you and you're putting it out there and you get to like incorporate voiceover. And that's a very brave thing for somebody your age. And it's also just so cool and inspiring. I think for anybody who has, uh, like wants to pursue the things that they love that maybe are unique. Right. And I think like, I mean, I don't, the voice of housewife is kind of like it's like an AI generated thing. So I guess I use that as a tool, but it's like a yeah. text to speech bot. And I was like, you know, I could do this. I could do the voice of housewife, but I think that's one of the things I did for a balance is like, I thought I was going to do it. And then I realized I want to spend all of my time for this particular project, working on the animation and the art. And I don't want to have to worry about voiceover. So when there's something that mm. I want to do, like, I don't know. It's just like a time management thing. But I do incorporate voiceover into some of my Instagram stuff. And um, it's also really fun. But usually I don't mesh the two together until unless I really have to because I want to focus my time on, like, the whole one thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But maybe I should do more of that. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Well, I think, Who knows? I, I think as you experience life and you do more of it, you'll find the things that are right for you to, to voice and the things that you just want to focus creatively on the, the art of it too. Because I think like yeah. you said, and I've been in this position where I've been acting, producing, directing, writing. Right. I find it just, just from like a management thing for anybody, it's hard to fully commit to every single one of those mm-hmm. things. Like you're going to be compromising in one section. The more you fill that glass, it's going to overflow right. one way or another. Right. No, you're, you're so right. And it's like, it's, you kind of have to do everything in this industry and like, you have to be, you know, this singer, if you're a singer, you also have to be a voice actor and an actor and you have to be all those things. But really, it's it's not that like you would just have to do the things that make you happy, like because that mm. is like the biggest thing, like self like happiness. I know this is like super cheeseball, like corny, um, no. but like you have to do the things that make you happy and you have to make the things that you want to see in the world. Like I want to see a show about Space Vegas. I'm going to make that myself, you know, like it's just you gotta you gotta do what you want to see it's like 50 percent self-indulgence if not more yeah honestly like well, you have to do I what think you want to see people, 
I think a lot of people fear that in the world that people don't like what they like, but I think we find more often than not that if you enjoy something and if there's also a crowd of people out there in the world, and sometimes it's a huge crowd, that also have that same sensibility and like things just because it's not the cool thing online right now and people are afraid of wearing, you know, the shirt that's not the Nike or whatever it is doesn't mean that people don't like it. Right. And you have to, like, just... I don't know, just not care what people think about it. You know, like I know it's hard and I definitely care what people think about my stuff, whether I like it or not, but I've tried Mm. as hard as I possibly can to kind of, I don't know, just like reduce that in myself, like reduce the, oh God, I wonder what people are going to think of this. I don't, you know, oh God, you know, this is not relevant. This isn't trending. It's kind of, you have to do a little bit of both because sometimes Mm. you got to do one for them. You got to hop on the trend and do the thing, which is like so stupid, but it could bring in new audience and new people who like your stuff. Like there was, and like, if you're, if you're fixated on something, like I was really liking the Wes Anderson things race recently, like Asteroid City and like Fantastic Mr. Fox. I was rewatching all this stuff. And, I was like, Fantastic Mr. Fox has not been talked about in a very long time. It's not the trendy thing to do. I don't give a shit. I'm going to animate. I'm going to animate something. I'm going to animate a clip from there that I like. And it's going to take me a long time, but I'm going to do it because I really want to do it. And that, you know, that definitely resonated. It struck a chord people. People were like, oh my god, I love this movie. I remember this movie. Blah, 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 blah. You know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the most trendiest thing ever. You just have to do what you want to see because I really wanted to see that scene reanimated. So I was like, I want to do that. You know, like... That's such a that's such a good lesson, and I think probably said many times in our lives in the world that you know do the one for you, one for them. But it's like right. I think that really does mean something, and it can if you want to have a uh, lucrative monetary career doing anything in the arts, it can be a very a smart lesson to learn early, you know, to, to, yeah. to allow your unique voice to speak, but don't like try and stand from the sidelines every single time and being like, right, I'm doing this and this is it. And you're going to like it, whether you like it or not. Like, I think there right. is something to be about negotiating and compromise and, mm-hmm. and being a team player and being, yeah. um, and, and figuring out how to capture audiences that may necessarily not uh, resonate with that right out of the gate. I think that's a wonderful yeah. thing. Again, you and this knowledge you have at such a young age, I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, <laughs> and just like take all the things I'm saying with a grain of salt. I think there's there might be a nugget of truth in there somewhere. And um, also, I think just for anyone, honestly, like um, support the things that you love and like, and 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 lift up other creators that you enjoy. And don't be afraid to reach out to them and say, like, hey, man, I love your stuff. You know, keep going with it. You know, or something like that. Don't be, like, creepy with it. Don't be creepy with it. Don't do that. But there's been a lot of connections that I've made just from saying, hey, man, I love your stuff. You know, keep up the good work. If If you ever need any art, I'm always here. You know, just, like, something quick like that. Like, I've... I don't know if you guys know like Siren Head and like that whole like meme that happened a little while ago and that artist Trevor Henderson is amazing and I just reached out and I was like hey man I love your stuff and he was like oh my god thank you so much and he gave me a follow so like you know it's like it's 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 reaching out and telling people yeah put yourself out there 
Yeah. Yeah. And also, no, I like, think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, and like, and and also lift up things like post things on your story about like projects that you're excited to see because there's sometimes where they'll like reach out with like a like a partnership or something. Like I was really excited to see the new like the boys uh, animated show Diabolical like back then when it was like, and I like reshared it and I was like, this is gonna be so cool. And then Amazon reached out and was like, hey, do you want to like partner with us? I'm like absolutely yes let's do it so i did like a fun little animation for them so like you know just just you know post about the projects that you're excited about and sometimes people will go in and and you know tell you hi or just say thanks or give you a follow and like who knows you know that could be something down the road i've made some great friends from doing that that's so it reminds me of um and obviously you never know what can happen but there's nothing that can't it doesn't hurt to to let people know what you want and the things you like and to support right. the people it can only help i would imagine and it makes me think of yeah. the the guy who did the intro for succession severance sorry severance, severance. um yes. yeah like you know that was somebody who I think Ben, um, God, what's, uh, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller. Yes. Ben Stiller yeah. loved this guy's style. And he was like, I right. want you to do the intro for my show. Like right. from, from Instagram or whatever, wherever Literally, you, found it, yeah, so you never know. Instagram is more important than a lot of people think it is very important for making connections. And, you know, just, there's just a lot of things that could come good from, from Instagram in particular. There's lots of people who are job scouting there's a lot of people from animation studios who are looking at people on instagram and tiktok and like you know it shouldn't be that way you should just be able to submit a resume and get the job but yeah. if it comes down to the person that they like the style of and the person from the job website you know who's just you know it's not like you can't get a job that way i'm not saying that i'm saying that like it is this other avenue exists right it exists it exists like the um, head of story, uh, Guillermo Martinez on Mitchell's versus the machines. I like I said, like your storyboards are absolutely incredible. And Mitchell's versus the machines was an amazing movie. It was a great film, blah, blah, blah. We connected. He gave me a follow like and we ended up talking and then we, you know, kind of fizzled it out for a little while. And then I saw he was doing stuff for Spider-Verse and I was like, this is so cool. Like you did some great boards he was like, yeah, absolutely, you know, like, we should, you know, we should go get lunch in Culver City or something. And I'm like, that's great. Let's do that. So, you know, like, people that I've just said, hey, man, I love your stuff, and it's really impacted me. It's just, like, things can come from that. Like, I don't know. I just think I that, that. that there's a lot of artist people, especially, who are, like, underappreciated. And people don't know the lengths that, to which they go for their craft and their passion. So yeah. it really... I don't know, usually makes them happy when they see that someone likes their stuff specifically. I love that. And I think, I mean, I'm not an artist in any capacity, but I see these things that I love. And even if it's not something I've been a part of in any way, I always try yeah. to lift up these artists because I know how much hard work goes into it. And you never know right. what sharing something, you, you, you never know by simply supporting somebody else who might see that because of your contribution to the... Mm -hmm the mass effect that happens of the the support system you know like you yeah. know one person shares it, then another person can share it, another person can share it and then that right. winds up in front of you never know who so it's exactly such an you never part know of this whole economy you never know yeah um i wanted to 
ask, speaking of like all of this stuff with with art, before I get too far from this, because I want to talk about Neo and some some other fun fun stuff too. But like for the the housewife thing, I know you're making like a plushie right now. I saw mm-hmm. that that is something that you're looking to do. Got like, a little campaign. Where, yeah, can you talk to me like about this? Because I love it so much. What made you want to do that? these guys just contacted me out of nowhere they were like hey can we like make your plushie and like and i'm like okay let's do it and they were really cool and i don't know if my campaign's gonna run because i don't quite i'm about halfway to uh halfway to 200 plushies so then after 200 they like make it and then ship it so i think it has to be to 200 plushies but even if it doesn't run i got a cool free plushie out of it um that's so cool but yeah they just contacted me and they were like we love housewife can we make her into a plushie and you know we can do the plushie campaign and i'm like yeah another just another testament here of putting something out there and never knowing who is going to see something and come across what you Mm -hmm. i mean i've had it happen to me countless times countless Mm -hmm. times just from sharing one thing or supporting one thing or i remember i had a studio who saw um, Bell. They had saw that I yes. was in Bell, and then they were like, "By the way, wonderful film and wonderful performance." Thank you. I am. I am so honored to be a part of it. I, it was. I, I mean, Kylie McNeil, who plays Bell in that movie, is like. I'm just honored to be in the same. Oh yeah, she did a great. Job you know, too. presence of all the hard work that she did, and, and everybody else, and you know, the fact that I was in it was just just crazy. But anyway, they I, this company saw it, and I was posting something about it. I had like kept sharing something, and then they replied on something that I shared, and they were like. We saw that movie. I didn't know that you were the voice. We would love to get your information for some stuff we're working on. And it's like, they might have knew who I was. They might have liked my performance. But because I was so active in sharing things, they had thought to be like, oh, this popped up on my feed. Now let me use this as an intro to say like, hey, you know, they might have not reached out to me otherwise. Exactly. Literally. Like, you're you're so right. You're 100% right. Yes. Like that. I think that is very, it's very important to like understand the impact that you make with like fan art and stuff like even like real or or, like you know voiceover as well like I think with voiceover also like there's a lot of people there's a couple of clients that I've gotten voiceover wise who've liked my performance and other things and because I'm so excited about sharing things like they get it they understand like um can't say that I've had that exact thing happen to me that you had but I mean you know it's uh it's it really does no harm to support the things that you like. Yeah. And, and, and that's also a yeah. part of the point, too, is it might not be the same for everybody. Your experience might be something totally different. But, again, it doesn't cost you anything to hit share or repost right. or whatever. Right. It doesn't cost you anything. Um. Awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm so excited. We've gotten to reconnect. I want to quickly talk about Neo here because this is the thing yes. that we have had our, our familial relationship here through. And we have the anniversary of the game, the two year. Is it two year or is it two three years? Year? Gosh, don't tell me it's, it's three gotta year. It's got to be two year. Okay. I think it's two two years we're gonna say it's two years yeah, and if anybody here is if we're wrong they will correct us it's i think two it years. came Great, out in early years. i think it's early 2021 
right? You're right. Yeah. So two years, yeah. two years of it being this game out, and um, I've gotten to meet some of the most fantastic human beings because of this game. I've gotten to share my love for what was done in this story and how it's connected with people and you're a huge part of that and I always hear time and time again anytime I'm talking to somebody about this game anytime I meet somebody at a a, a con or whatever it is your performance in this game is one of the if not the highlight of the series going in the direction and I'm just I'm blown away at how talented you are the work that you've done in this game and do you have any thoughts or reflections two years now here with this game being out of whether how it's affected you how it's changed you the things you like about it the things that you hope to see for it or just overall life and experience you know two years from Neo here don't make me cry Paul <laughs> don't make me cry <laughs> um, I mean it was it was my first main character gig and it was it was a blast I had such a fun time every day in the studio I mean like a lot of it was done at Skylark but a lot of it was done in my garage and in my little sound booth in my dad's garage and I was you know it was at the height of lockdown basically and they shipped the, not shipped, but they had someone bring over the microphone in there and, <laughs> and I had to set it up myself. And it was, it was definitely quite, it was quite lonely out there, but I had wonderful people on call to keep me company and the directors were so great. Matt was so great. I just I had know. such a blast working with him and the whole team. And I just, I couldn't have asked for a better experience, especially because I was like a new character coming in, you know, and you were a new character coming in, right? I feel like, yeah, yep. you were, you're new, and I was new, and I was a new character, and it was an already established IP, so I was afraid that people weren't going to like me, or they were going to think I was cringe or whatever, because, like, Nagi is, like, cringe. She's, like, the epitome of cringe, <laughs> yeah. but, like, she's funny about it, The good kind it, of though. cringe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, like, funny about it, so I was afraid that they wouldn't like me or whatever, my stupid, like... 21, 20 to 21-year-old brain, I'm like, do they like me? I hope that they like <laughs> me. Um, cause I'm like, I don't even know. Like it's my first main character gig and it was so many lines. It was a JRPG. Yeah. Like there's like a million different lines. So I'm like, Oh my God. Like how, Oh boy. You know, it's, it definitely intimidated me a lot. I feel like that's a run recurring theme. <laughs> Being intimidated. Be, for the rest of your life. I think we'll all yeah. be intimidated by challenges we have. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was scared, but then, like, everyone was so nice, and the outpouring of love from the fans, oh my god, it nearly, like, I just, oh my god, I just, like, it just made me just swell with, with happiness and pride, and I just, I felt, I felt proud of the work that I did, and I was scared that I wouldn't be, and, like, and I was, and I'm like, yeah, and then everyone else did such a great job, and everyone did such a great job, and every all the friends I made now now Ryan uh, Levy is like you know now he's like Denji and you know Chainsaw Man and and I booked my first anime too. I booked my first <gasps> anime, and I'm not allowed to say what it is or what is going on, but uh, he's also in it, and I don't know if I can say that or not, but you know whatever maybe edit that out i don't know but he's in uh, i'm just okay. gonna say that that ryan and i are on a project together there we go 
that could, that I can say that yes. Ryan and I are on a project yes. together, and it was really cool because our director um, said that I would be on the project, and Ryan was like, "Oh," and then I was like, "Oh, Ryan," so like, you know, it was just it just made me really happy to see a familiar face or hear a familiar voice, more like. <sighs> I am so happy and so proud of you, and you deserve all of the uh, the flowers, the dabs, the props, because you are so talented, and Dab. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, as we both know, whatever the kids are saying nowadays, I'm so freaking removed, but the, the anime whips, is a very... The thick, yeah, yeah, the, the na- <laughs> no, <laughs> Are we really doing this old, right that's now? Too old, that's the, too old, that's too old. The flosses? Oh uh, yeah, okay. Oh, whatever. that's even I'm old. A, no, I'm a it's, grandpa. It's, it's all point. old. It's all old. <laughs> Gosh, but you do deserve whatever the kids are doing. The now, you do deserve whatever they're giving out to people because uh, it is, especially with anime, a very tough cookie to crack because it's a. Uh, they've got people who do it, and it's it's a hard beast to break into and I'm glad that you're getting this type of stage to to show your skill on because I think people are going to get to know you a little bit better when you're getting to do anime and yeah. I hope I hope I hope this is just the beginning of uh opportunities like this for you because you are so good and I'm so excited for you I'm so happy for you uh, thank you and I'm just excited for for you as well you've been you've been killing it lately I've been following along um and you've been uh, crushing Crushing, slaying, <laughs> slaying, slaying. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. That's, that's one thing. of those. Yeah, but yeah, slaying. no, you you really have been you've been killing it lately, and I just I'm also proud of you, and I'm glad that you are proud of me because we're <laughs> proud of each other. Yes. Heck yes! High fives! No high it's, fives! It's, yeah. That but that's an, an, to bring this kind of full circle. It's I, I love seeing people who I know are talented and good people succeed, and I love to to raise those people up and to to see them be happy and flourish. And yeah, it's it's so hard to to make a living doing anything artistic, and um, I I, I just think that there's such competition it's hard to break through the noise sometimes yeah. i don't want to be a pun there for the moments with you but that's what it was <laughs> noise <laughs> yeah and also it was really hard because um i i don't sound like nagi i mean like i kind of do i guess but like i had to really put on a voice there and that that's was really that was really intimidating it was really intimidating just to like you know do this like all day every day you know like all the time so i could it was just weird because i was yeah. like Wow, like this is crazy. I I couldn't believe that like I booked it. It was very unreal. They also didn't tell me that she was a main character until like 3 sessions in. And then I was like, "Oh, so I have a lot more work to do." Well, that's I mean, not that I'm complaining. I was very happy, but it freaked me out a little bit because I was like, "Oh, no, this is bigger than I anticipated. Oh my god, like oh, I'm in I'm scared." So, yeah, yeah, you know. I know that life. I mean, I didn't know I was a main character either until they told me, and then that was yeah. like, oh, and they were okay, like, hey, we're, you're we're yeah, doing this, you're this, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, what a fun ride Neo was, and I'm really yeah. happy that we've gotten to connect over it, and it's the, it's a little bit of the blessing of this industry and these type of jobs is you get to meet people you maybe wouldn't have met otherwise, and yeah. Um, it's, it's so awesome. cool, and it's, like, such a great community. I love the voice acting community. I always have, and I always will. And, you know, you you get the couple of bad eggs, but by and large, everyone is really nice. 
because yeah. everyone knows what we're doing is really hard. You're competing with your friends for food, mm. <laughs> you know, for like money to buy food. <laughs> you just, you know, you're competing and, but like, you know, you don't want to say that, but like, you know, you are and it's like, and it's difficult, but everyone is so supportive. So like, oh my God, yes, you got that role. Yes. I'm so glad. Or, you know, this and that. And I've made so many great connections through both animation and voiceover and like, I mean, singing to a lesser extent, cause I don't really do that too much, but but I think that just the animation industry and community and voiceover industry, like they kind of go hand in hand sometimes. And I think that, that community as a whole is like wonderful. And I couldn't ask for a better family, you know? Right on. Right on. Gosh. Great community. Great people, yourself you included. Know, right? And uh, you're another great person for coming on this podcast and sharing so much that you did with us and yes uh, indeed <laughs> heck yeah hopefully people will now finally stop badgering me about when you're coming on yeah I, guys i wanted it to be stop memorable stop screwing with paul stop <laughs> it <laughs> oh, i, I love feel it. like i, I haven't it. heard I her it. in a little while <laughs> right good, good, good. i don't know if that was right <laughs> <laughs> it's in the ballpark for sure yeah yeah trust me when people ask me to do rindo lines when i'm at conventions sometimes i just start mm. talking because i'm like it's got to sound somewhat close to what i'm saying here yeah. this is good enough for you right this is rindo enough for you good yeah. here we go we're good <laughs> I'll be like this is not nagi like this is is this nagi enough for you, you know, <laughs> like oh my god i had someone come up to me because i haven't really done i haven't done mm. conventions for like autographs and stuff but i go to conventions anyway sometimes i'm in artist alley and one time i cosplayed as nagi and like this this these two people came up to me a brother and a sister and they were like we saw that on your twitter that you were going to be here so my brother like brought his copy of neo for you to sign and i'm like i nearly burst out in tears like in the alley because i was cosplaying as nagi and i didn't think that anyone would recognize who the hell i was and these two guys like they recognized me and i just i nearly started crying and it was very embarrassing for everyone but um, <laughs> I signed their copy and I did a little doodle of Nagi. So wherever you guys are, like, thank you for making my entire like life. Maybe Heck remain yeah. sweet. Scene. Well, hopefully, <laughs> well, hopefully with this anime stuff that you're doing, <laughs> yeah, right. Hopefully with more anime and whatever these opportunities that let people come out there, you'll get to meet these people who are in more states and more parts of the world because there are yes. I meet so many neo fans and I know it seems like a really quiet niche community which I guess to a degree it is but there are so many people that are fans of this series and yes. I hear about it all the time about you and your performance so I hope you get to meet oh, more of them. Well that is so sweet. I just I think I think I I I played her as well as I possibly could and I think I think that if you know if if you like her, then I think I did a good job, you know? Like, if one person <laughs> out there likes my performance, I, yeah. did, I did it right. That's enough for you. Just one person, that's, that gives just, you enough Yeah, exactly. To I the, just, you know, one. I can just do it for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, too. Just give me one person, but that one person needs to tell me every day that I'm doing okay. Yes, like, yes, they have to tell like you every day. Enough. Like, they have to get on call. Hey, Paul, you're doing great. You did a great job as this yeah. character. And uh, now you feel free to go about your day now. That's it. 
That's all you get. Yeah, like my morning horoscope type of stuff. I just need mm-hmm. like a new thing every day because if it's the same stuff, I'll know it's BS. I need right. new things of why I'm right. good and great. And, and like they have to be like really specific about it. Like, Paul, you did a great job cooking breakfast today. That sausage and egg yes. thing that you did was really good. And you also did a great yeah, job yeah. playing Rindo in the iconic game. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! They should. We should make a business. That's that. It's like detailed. Like some, they give you detailed like a words of, of af- affirmation. Tree, you know, specific words yeah, yeah, of affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> you handled that rejection from your, your driver's test really well, and also your mother <laughs> loves you, and she forgot to call yesterday, <laughs> but she yeah, still well, loves I, you. Now that I think about it, this is this is where AI is going to actually really thrive, is in stuff right? like this where it's uh, you know <laughs> people can curate their life affirmations to exactly what they need. But right. will it be the same if it's not an actual human? There lies the mystery. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is like like if someone has like mommy issues or whatever, they could get like an AI t- mom to like tell them that they're a good person. Like <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> That's like the plot of her, right? That was the movie. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, yeah, with Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. We're entering that world very yeah. soon, which is scary. Um, mm. Gosh, Miranda, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. Uh, a final thank thought here, you. if you don't mind. We ask most of our guests. I say most because sometimes I forget, but I'm not forgetting here. Is don't there forget. an experience other than what we've talked about today? Could be career related. Could be outside of your career. Could be life. Could be friends, family. Can be going to the grocery store, whatever, an experience you've had that has made you look at life a little different or taught you a lesson or something that's happened in the past um, maybe a few years since we've talked last that you were like, this happened to me and it made me think about this or now I don't do this anymore. Now I always remember to put the seat down. Like, what is the lesson or experience you've had that kind of um, sticks out to you in your mind um, as as Mm. we we talk here? Um, Bonding... Like, just knowing that that I I feel like I guess an experience. Let's say an experience, but um, it can be abstract. It doesn't have to be abstract. Be just okay, you've been okay. Doing. Um, um, keeping the good people in your life very close, and and making sure to be a good friend f- for them. Oh, that was it. That's it. That's it. Um, uh, in order to have good friends, you need to be a good friend yourself. Yeah, like you need to put in the work That's a good to be one. a good friend to your friends because yeah. sometimes I get all in my own head. I'm working a lot. I don't have time for this or that. And then I'm like, no, 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 Miranda, dumbass, make time for your friends, you know, be a good friend to them. And, you know, good. I'm like, oh, my God, why am I so lonely? Why am I this? Why am I that? You know, or whatever. Um, and then I'm like, oh, my God, call up your friends, idiot. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Go hang out with your friends, you know, and be a good friend to them. Like, because that is really important. And I know people like artists and voiceover actors and actors, and we can always get in our own heads about things. And we get enveloped in the work. We get excited. We get excited about a new project, you know, something that we're doing. And we don't get time for the people in our lives that we love. And I've let so many people slip away like that, you know, like, Mm. I'm not afraid to admit it, you know, like, I've let people slip away because I've been too busy or I've been too this or that. And I just haven't contacted them back. And it's just like, you know, be a good friend, put out good friendness into the world to your friend, be a good friend to your friends and they will be a good friend to you. 
So Yeah, it's another one of those things where it doesn't cost anything, and I think a lot of people sometimes expect the phone to just ring for them, and they don't mm-hmm. put the work in and ringing it for other people, and I'm no, guilty yeah, of that yeah. as well. And yeah. also just checking in and not wanting something out of anybody. It yeah. could just be something to be like, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? It doesn't have to be like, right. I need someone to talk to right now about no, my stuff. Like, it hey, just like, be... you know, how are you doing? Like, I... I know we haven't talked in a while, but like, how's it going? Let's go get coffee. Like, reconnect and find. The, and if if the reconnection doesn't work, if the spark isn't there anymore, you know, move on or do more things with your current friends. You know, like, it just. I I feel like friendships have always been a complicated point of like contention for me because mm. in my brain, you know, sometimes people hate me, and I'm like, hmm. Hmm, I need to know that people don't actually hate me and that I have friends and that I'm, you know, I, I can, I can be a good friend to my friends. So I get, I get in my own head about it. And I feel like a lot of artists have that problem, whether, you know, creative people have that problem because they get too creative sometimes. I'm like, I gotta make time for my friends. No, very smart lesson, very important lesson. I hope people really hear that because it's true and it can, you can get enveloped in your own stuff and forget about the people who, who have been there for you. And um, I'm glad we've got to reconnect right now. And uh, yeah. um, this, is, this has been a, a very uh, a good experience for, for me to, to reach out and say, hey, I, I know that I should have done this without the badgering of people <laughs> telling me to have you on. Um, but I really am glad we got to connect again because life does no, get me cr- too. crazy and busy. And yeah. I'm glad to hear you're thriving. I'm always watching and like so amazed at all your stuff. And uh, anybody here who is not following you on all the social medias, you really need to do yourself a favor and do that because it's always something that is like new, unique, fun. It always puts a smile on my face. So I think your oh, social well. medias are park and art, right? Park and art. Park and art, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Twitter is dead, but my Twitter is mparkinb <laughs> if you want to do that, but it's dead anyway. So just go park and art, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Parking, Heck like yeah. parking without the G. <laughs> yeah. Or your right? last name. Oh, my last name. You're right. There's yeah. two things. <laughs> yeah. Are you, like you're parking your art here, right? You're, this is where you're I'm parking my art. art here. Yeah. Come drive in for some uh, art. Yeah, drive in. Drive into the parking lot. That's, ah, that's, the, that's yeah. the fan base. Someone said that on one of my YouTube yeah. videos, and they were like, it's a parking lot. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so right. So what? So so who are, so who? if that's the fan base is the parking lot, then what's your, like, what's your what's up? Do you say what's up uh, parking lot attendees? Like, what is the what is the, the group name for the people? Just I mean, I would say lot? it is the parking lot because, because like, the people, everyone is the parking lot. They're oh, the lot. They're the lot. They're the lot yeah. of people, right? Like, Got it. Yeah, I'm catching on. Yeah, I'm a yeah, little slow on the uh, the whatever it's called the the but um the up the uptick. But uh, yeah, the, the uptick. That's it. <laughs> 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 Literally, just prove your point right there. You're like, I'm on the slow yeah, on the see, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> the what? Yeah, the no, uptick. Um, the uptick. The but um, the rim well, shot. Yes, the rim shot. There you go. Um, gosh, um, Miranda, I'm truly so happy that we got to chat that you came on and your successes and everything you've done um what a a great way to to celebrate the (laughs) anniversary too as well um anything else that you would like to tell the universe of the world final words of wisdom thought or um 
anything. Uh, my final message. Save the world. No, um, <laughs> not the meme. Um, I don't know. Make the things that you want to see. That's it. I love it. Yeah. Make the things that you want to see. You heard Do it that. here. Pro- probably not first, but you heard it here again. So make the things you want to see. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, Miranda. This has been so fun. Aw, oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me on and, and considering and considering me and and asking me to do this because I'm happy to. Oh my god, this is so much fun. Literally so Heck much yeah. fun. Thank you. I'm glad it wasn't a waste of your time like no. it is for everybody else who comes on this podcast. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank every you. every other guest. No, and you wasted all of your time by watching this. Ha ha ha. We yep. tricked you. The joke's no, on you. <laughs> Yeah, guys, Gosh. the joke's on you. No, thank you for <laughs> and for everyone who's watching. Thank you. Thank you in particular. Or listening. Or listening. Thank you in particular, mm. Steve. There's some guy named Steve that's watching this who's not, whose mind is going to be blown right now. Yeah, that no, I don't know. Steve is going, I don't know, what? Steve. What? He's going to be like, what? Yeah, you, Steve. There's definitely a Steve. Yeah. Not the other Steve. Steve. thank you for listening you. and watching. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know who we're talking about. Steve. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Gosh. On that note, Steve, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Miranda. You are an absolute amazing human being, artist, all around phenomenal person that I'm very happy and pleased to have had enter my life through the power Aww. of art. Yes, seriously. And I'm so glad to have uh, have Mr. Paul Castro Jr. in my life as well. Everyone needs a Paul Castro Jr. <laughs> Everyone does, but there is not enough of them going There's around. There's not but enough maybe of them. If we can, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe when I get on that business of positive affirmations, I too can enter your life with for a small fee of $99 per day <gasps> to get me telling you words of specific affirmation. Wow. Right? That's a deal. That's a deal. It's a steal. That is a steal. I'm going to get oh, on this. Oh, yeah. You, get you, on you it. got to get on this. All okay. right, everybody. It's been cool. It's been real. Thank <laughs> you, Miranda. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Miranda. Aha, uh-huh, thank you. We are family. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank gosh we got to have Miranda come back. And I say come back. For those of you who don't know, I used to do this like uh, when Neo came out, I interviewed most, if not all, of the actors. And Miranda was one of the first people that came on. So this is like the first proper long-form chat we've had since then. Gosh, I'm so happy for her and all the success that she's about to receive just because she's amazing as an artist, as an actor, as everything. Um, she, I, I, I can't believe how... As an artist, it's probably hard to find like unique voice because there's been so much of things that's done and she she was even comparing a lot of her art to things like Disney and Atlantis whatever have you but there's really just something so unique about her style uh, as an artist as well as a voice actor I feel like she has a fresh unique take on the way characters should be and I'm just excited for you all to experience anything new that she has to come thank you all for being here Appreciate your love and support. Like, subscribe, comment, do all those things that you can. Um, Check out the Spotify Premium. And uh, just for the algorithm, comment something on the YouTube. Say um, your favorite Neo quote. I don't know. If you made it this far, truly, please leave us a comment. Because then we know that you're a poxer for life. All right, y'all. Take care. Be easy. We'll see you on the next one. (laughs) 